You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live this morning on Spy Wednesday. Yeah, Spy Wednesday it is. Get the readings, uh, understand what's going on. This is where uh, the church offers to us uh, Judas looking for an opportunity to turn Jesus over and uh, to the authorities and uh, call that he's spying or he's looking, when's my opportunity, right? And, uh, you know, let's pray that we will be looking for opportunities to uplift and hold and, and love Jesus and to bring him to others, not to deny or betray him in any way. Please, Lord, give us that grace. We'd like to thank Deacon Mark Creechie. He was on the last half hour, kind of finishing up a series he has doing on his uh, Way of Mercy, Stations of the Cross. We just prayed them this last half hour. So if you missed it, you'll be able to pray them with us on that podcast. All right. Well, we'd like to welcome Brian Wilburn to the studio. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Tim. Good to be with you. Good. Now, Brian is the Director of Development for the NDSU Newman Center. And But before we get into that, Brian, just let people know a little bit about yourselves, even growing up, you know, your, your, your walk with the Lord, some important points along the way. Absolutely. I am from Glendive, Montana, originally. Right? I-94 right yeah, there. I-94. Yeah. It's a terrible place right now. But <laughs> we, uh, yeah, uh, I was from Glendive, Montana. I was the fourth of four kids, um, Catholic family. And I was actually the fourth of four that all went to NDSU. Hmm. So that was my beginnings in Fargo. But I guess actually I was baptized in Beach, North Dakota, where my mom was from. You know, they farmed in Galva. Most people don't know that, but it's south, you know, where it is. It's south of Beach. Sure. But um, God's country. God. <laughs> yeah. God's country. Yes. Uh, it was. Yeah. So I grew up and the faith was, it was there, but um, it really didn't become alive, I would say, until I came to NDSU and the Newman Center really was a... Um, I mean, a transformative place for me, totally changed um, how I looked at the faith. I would say the, the, the kind of difference was, I don't know, and I feel like this is a broader church issue, but um, so often it seems like we treat the faith like a, no offense to the Rotary, they do amazing work, but like, like a Catholic Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I do a couple hours of service a week, and hey, if I do like three hours, I'm a, I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. But it changed everything in college when instead of looking at it as giving God a few hours, it changed the, my whole worldview to be like, God doesn't get a few hours. God gets it all. Mm-hmm. And and then what do you do with your life? And so then I spent four years after college um, working with Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students as a missionary. And then I was blessed, uh, I guess, seven years ago now to, when Father Cheney said, hey, it's time for you to come home to Fargo. And I was like, I <laughs> I told myself I lit a match and I was like, I'm never coming back there. But then I'm here I am, I'm back. It's amazing how God works, you know, talking with a Brian Wilburn here, a director of development for NDSU Newman Center. One thing that strikes me about what you said there is your, your faith really came alive at NDSU. And I'm guessing that that was part of the reason that you decide God, decided God was calling you back because in some way you could help probably literally thousands of young people yes. also rediscover or discover their faith through, through what you can do through the Newman Center. Absolutely. And, and honestly, it's not, uh, you would expect me to say that being the director at home for the <laughs> yeah, Newman Center, sure. like, oh, well, it's amazing. And yeah. But truly, I mean, I, I spent time at uh, multiple Newman centers when I was doing my focus work and, and I have visited others. NDSU and, you know, UND too, we have a great area. We have a great yeah. state and there really are, um, I don't know, it's just like the soil here is, is so much more fruitful. Um, it just seems like we, we experience so much fruit because of that. Yeah, it really is amazing, you know, and I think we're blessed with also just a great leadership, great bishop, great, great priest, you know, just, mm-hmm. it's amazing that I think the faith 
generally is still, you know, alive, at least in people's hearts. And it just needs that igniting, right? That reawakening. Yes. You know, at least we have a culture by and large around in our area that, uh, you know, that, that, that can support that faith. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and excellent. I do want to go back to one comment you made too about Glendive. Okay. You said oh, it's yeah. a terrible place. It's cause it's got like a foot and a half of snow or. Oh yeah. No, I 94. Yeah. Just cause it's absolutely trash yeah. right now. Now Glendive, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's Glendive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that well, was why. no offense, but no, I'm not from Montana. I'm from Northwest North Dakota, but I did hear some people who were from Montana. I, I hope affectionately refer to it as the dive. Oh yeah, it is the dive. How would you know that? Well, yeah. like I said, just 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 heard a few yeah, things. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we do call it the dive. Um, I don't know. Glendive is um, <laughs> it's a town that was something, and they I would think they still think they are something. But you know, it's just got to maintain in about forty five hundred yeah. people, and um, you know, it, it's different though. I mean, just even crossing the border from uh, Billings Great Falls over to Bismarck. Um, yeah, just coming into North Dakota again. Those dioceses are they're strong. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Of course, no offense at all to Glendive. We uh, young. Small yeah, towns, <laughs> small towns everywhere. Don't unsubscribe, people. Yeah. Yeah. small towns everywhere. You know, are, are struggling. You know, obviously, you know, and, and that that's the way it is. But uh, well, anyway, so let let's you know, people driving by or even from a great distance away, are probably noticing this huge, huge steeple yeah. on the corner of University and Twelfth Avenue North. Tell us a little bit about that project and how it's coming. Yes, the Newman Center project is underway, and yes, people probably saw about a m three weeks, month ago, we we got the steeple on top of the bell tower, and that was that was awesome. I mean, at that moment, um, it really, in some ways, kind of you know, it makes you it sets it all in. You're like, wow, you know, you exit I ninety four, and and you look over towards campus, and you can see it, and. And I've had a lot of people mention just like, wow, like you can, I, I guess how they put it is like the faith is here. Like it, <laughs> it's a really awesome sign. So w what's happening over there is, yeah, we're building, um, you know, a $33 million uh, plus Newman Center over there. And it has a church, it has a student commons, it has social space, it has a parish hall, it has attached faith-based housing. Mm -hmm. And it has, we have 82 beds of um, faith-based living over there, faith-based apartments. And we are, I think, you know, coming into this year, we were about 75% full, but I know going into next fall, we're 100%. Um, and it has been awesome. We are in the, uh, just the office center. We're not even in the good part and people are already excited, the mm -hmm. students. That's exciting. You know, it just, it just comes to mind that this is an opportunity, right? Not just to have a church, right? I mean, a church building, right? Yeah. But really a Catholic culture and community because you have the social spaces, you have the, the, the living quarters, mm -hmm. you know, you have these faith based. I mean, it really can become that Catholic culture community that we're so looking for, can't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in some ways I think it's the chapel for the campus, you know, mm -hmm. being a public university, you know, it's not like a university of Mary or, or any, you know, religious private right. college. We have no chapel, but this can be that chapel. Cause you know, it's going to seat 450 plus, you know, 500, um, in that chapel. So. It's going to be awesome. That's exciting. That's exciting. Well, you know, there is uh, an event coming up oh, that yeah. uh, we probably should talk about. And it's, you know, it's just a little friendly little competition going on for <laughs> several years. Uh, something called that NDSU UND bike race. So tell us a little bit about that and why it's important. Um, it's important because NDSU UND, we've been doing it since the 80s when Father Ermer and Father Kinsler 
each at UND and NDSU. They started in the 80s in order to um, have a competition, but also raise funds they needed. I can't remember the exact. I think one of them needed a roof. One of them needed a carpet. There was just so much carpet mm -hmm. in the 80s. We just needed it. And uh, <laughs> so they needed that. And so then they started this bike race and that was the beginning of it. And it's been going on for 37 years. Mm -hmm. um, UND had like 10 wins in a row, I think to begin it. But, uh, now in this later years and on the end, I think we're, I think we're coming off seven in a row going for eight for NDSU mm. right now. So, mm. you know, kind of ebbs and flows, um, bison strong, right? Bison. Now. Oh yeah. Just bison strong. And so once, uh, I mean, it's like the winds turned, mm -hmm. I don't know, exactly. how to, you know, the winds turned, but, um, no. So what happened was it originally, um, each of the sides would bike two Hillsboro mm -hmm. meet up and that was the race. And right. so the way that you win is, um, the, top 20 times between the schools, the amount of riders you have, and then the total money raised. Okay. And in now these recent years, we've actually added another category because of COVID. We couldn't have it in 2020 physically, but what we did is we allowed people to bike. We call it virtually, but it's really remotely. Mm -hmm. You can use a GPS tracking um, app like Strava and you essentially can bike from anywhere. And when we did that, it kind of it kind of blew blew our minds how many people remembered the bike race because mm. we just for the NDSU side, we had like 278 riders from around the country participate. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so it was really popular. So we kept that so people can still bike um, from anywhere. If you can't be there physically and, you know, give that, you know, five hours or whatever to be in person, you can bike anywhere and you can if you log a mile if you, anywhere from a mile to as many miles as you want to bike, you can log those and submit those. And so the fourth category is now miles biked. Ah, okay. Remotely or virtually. Yeah. Sure. So that's, and then the race is now 25 miles. I don't know, Tim, tis a soft generation. I know. They're just, you know. Isn't it this, this, this I tell you, there's not worth the hard work. Of course, you know, back in the day when Fargo would, you know, bike, when you bike to Hillsborough, of course, you know, that Fargo got to go downhill, you know, because the Red River flows to the north, you know. Yeah, so, right. But I mean, the wind comes from where? That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. The prevailing winds are from the north and northwest. But, so maybe maybe it evened out. But but it's, it's great to see that, uh, that, that that type of friendly competition that also... And it's also a great social event as well. I mean, obviously, you get to meet some of your peers and, and reestablish yes. relationships between the campuses. Yeah, it does promote that. Uh, you know, just like in the old kingdoms, it was, it was good to, um, you know, have the the son from the one kingdom marry the bride from the other. Absolutely. You know, it's that UND girl meets NDSU mm -hmm. guy and it just, bam. Exactly. <laughs> Instantaneous family. You see, yes. it, 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 it unites the kingdoms. That, exactly. That's I like that. I like that. That's very true. Well, you know, that's, um, tell us a little bit about how it's going to benefit uh, the students at both UND and NDSU. Well, it is awesome. I always tell the students because it's the largest student fundraiser we do, but it's awesome because um, we organize the students, you know, at NDSU, I know uh, I can speak for that, um, as captains, and then they go out and get riders for their team. Mm -hmm. They can get them physical riders or remote riders, but they get riders. And one of the awesome things about it is it's one of those things you can promote on campus and you can get that maybe nominally involved person who's maybe they're not all in on the faith yet, but, you know, anyone can ride a bike. And so if you can get them to come to the bike, I've seen where, you know, that becomes an entry point and then you kind of get to know these people more. And then that's, you know, that start of that kind of relational evangelization. So I love that aspect of it, that it appeals broadly. And then, um, obviously on the fun, on the fun side, uh, it's huge. I mean, for the NDSU, you know, um, it, it raises over well over a hundred thousand dollars, um, for us to be able to operate the Newman center. And obviously it costs more to turn on more light bulbs in that mm -hmm. new Newman center. Sure. So it's critical. And the students, I guess it's kind of like a GoFundMe. They each, 
um, are their own fundraiser to raise funds to for the overall NDSU cause. You know, all of it, all of it goes to the Newman Center and it benefits our, our ministry and operating. So wonderful. We'll talk with Brian Wilburn here about NDSU, UND Bike Race. And he is the development director for uh, the Newman Center here. And again, you've probably seen the amazing structure going up there. But again, more, much more than a structure, it is a community. As you mentioned, I like that that analogy, the chapel on campus. I hadn't thought about that until it's like the University of Mary is a Catholic institution. NDSU yes. is a public institution, but what a great way. Kitty Corner from, from the corner of campus. Boom, yeah. we have the campus chapel. Yeah, it couldn't be a better location, yeah. honestly. Yeah, exactly. That's so wonderful. Well, you know, Brian, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you some more details about this bike race and also something just clicked into my little mind. We're going to tie it also into the three wind, build, send things that Focus does that Brian is very familiar with. Yes. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today, coming at you from the Fargo studio, the mothership, right here between the railroad tracks and the cathedral in downtown Fargo. We're talking with Brian Wilburn from Glendive, Montana. Hey there. Came to NDSU, really became on fire for his faith. 
and now is the development director at NDSU. So, you know, Brian, one of the things you said before the break really kind of struck me. You know, you have been a focused missionary, of course, and still are. It went to missionary, always a missionary, yeah, right? right? But uh, you mentioned how the bike race can be an entry point for a kind of a relationship. You know, someone that has no faith on, hey, come, come ride bike with us, right? You know, I'm just thinking how that really is a great example or really uh, a great thing that you uh, also would follow in focus a missionary discipleship. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about how that can work. Well, yeah, I mean, Focus, they have a great model, obviously, the, the wind, build, send, the missionary discipleship. And, and that really um, is the heart of the ministry at the Newman Center. It, it just pairs so well with what we're doing. Um, and, and the way that it works is that the students really take that leadership. They mm-hmm. take it upon themselves to live out that missionary call, the Matthew you know, 28, go therefore, make yep. disciples of all nations. And so as they go out, um, their mission field is the college campus. And, and so that's what I did as a student at NDSU. Once, um, once I guess my faith had been activated and I really, um, you know, started to follow, follow God, um, you started to realize you can't keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to go out on campus. And so then begins that, that relational evangelization. With that, um, the bike race, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so great because it is so broad and you can, I, I like to reach, you know, it's great to get the other Catholics involved, but to get those people on the fringes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are just, you know, they'll, you know they'll, they'll get on a bike, but they're not ready to walk in the church. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so in doing that, you know, it's great to see, um, I, you know, I would get guys on my team who, when I was a student, you know, were like, again, nominally involved. But one of the great things I see is sometimes as someone takes on the leadership role itself of going out and, and being more involved in the bike race, we had an awesome story of um, Abby Forward, who was a student for us a few years ago. And, and we convinced Abby to go for, we always have these prizes for being the top fundraiser. Okay. And so Abby was just not money motivated. She didn't want to do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, I just, you know, it doesn't appeal to me, Brian. I mean, having, having that money, you know, and, and our top prize uh, at, at NDSU is kind of crazy. We, we give away a free car. You know, that was the- Wow. Yeah, we had people who came forward very generously to donate the cost of doing like a free car mm-hmm. or, the, or the cash value. Sure. And so um, they did that. And, and Abby was like, still don't care. And wow. I'm like, wow. But when I was like, Abby, by doing this, you're involving people in the mission and you're, you are helping them to evangelize in a way that they just can on the campus. They're not going to go, you know, they're 70 years old and lead a Bible study on campus. They might, but, you know, assuming they can't, you're going to do that for them. You're involving them when they can give and support you and help the Newman Center. And she's like, all right, I can do that. So she went hard and she won. She raised the most money. And, and what she did, um, was so cool. She took it. She, I think, you know, paid off a few things mm-hmm. and then donated a lunch back. And then she went to the convent. She wow. actually joined the school sisters of Christ the King. And I believe, yeah, she is uh, a full on, you know, novice now. That's a powerful story, Brian, of, of, you know, number one, I like how her humility, if you will, about, you know, money that doesn't appeal to me. Right. But then you said, well, you know what, this helps the mission. This helps yeah. evangelize, right? Yeah. Boy, she took that on. And another great sign of humility, right? That she's doing this for the right reasons, not for personal gain. Yeah. And then giving it all away, right? You know, the rich man, yeah. Matthew 19, right? She gives it all away and goes, what a great story. I love that. Yeah. No, she was uh, really inspiring. And then, and we've had other ones too. It's funny. It, it, it just happened like that. But a lot of the people that have won have then gone on like immediately the summer after and they get married, you know, mm-hmm. and like they, you know, find their vocation. And so, I mean, if you fundraise for the Newman Center, you will find your vocation. It's a guarantee. Um, but, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> but no, I mean that uh, the relational model of evangelization going on at the Newman Center, it really, I don't know why that is. I mean, you know, you think like people out on campus, um, father, you know, he's got, you know, he, I, I guess, where am I going with this? 
basically, sometimes people are just unwilling to hear that message from an authority figure the way they should. But for some reason, you get that friend in their life who I guess has earned the right to be heard for mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by slowly involving them, inviting them, getting them to come to a dance, maybe that's where it starts. But then eventually, you know, you, you, you kind of get them to come closer to God, you know, maybe that's getting them into night prayer, liturgy, of the hours, and then inviting them, Hey, why don't you come to mass with me? Um, and then once again, that Bible study, and then it's so cool to, I mean, it just again and again, see the students when it, when it clicks, when the mm -hmm. Holy spirit does mm -hmm. what the Holy spirit does, um, it happens. So true. Tacking with Brian Wilburn here from the NDSU Newman Center Development Director. You know, Brian, it comes back to the whole wind build sin thing, or sometimes it's encounter conversion witness, right? This whole, you know, yeah. think of John for the woman at the well. And I think it's so important what you mentioned there. You throw God at someone, you know, it's, you know that's probably just, you know, they're going to put up the wall, right? But mm -hmm. what does Jesus do, right? I mean, it's a relationship first. It's a relationship before whatever the rules, a relationship before whatever else. And that, and, then, and look at this generation. We talked about this generation. We're so focused on the cell phones, on the social yeah. media. What we're starred for is interpersonal communication and reaching yeah. out in that way, that face-to-face -face personal contact. That hits them at a deep level they're probably not even aware of. Yeah, it does. And um, and one thing, you know, to, to, to look at with that is it has to be authentic. Yeah. Like it has to be yeah. an authentic friendship that is... Um, has no pressure in it. So even though the students are going out there and making those genuine yep. fr friendships, maybe it's a pickup basketball game yep. at the wellness center, there has to be the freedom for that other person that I'm not just doing this because, you know, I'm trying to meet a quota and I'm trying to get my Jesus count going on. Like it, it truly is like, if you walk away from this, like you have the freedom to do that. That's the freedom God gives us. But like, but they're willing to invest and, and say, I'm here as a friend. And if you want that fullness of happiness, of joy, that they only comes from God, like, that's what I. That's that's what I'd love to invite you to. Yeah, yeah. An invitation, not an obligation. Yeah. You know? Or as John Paul II would say, the church proposes. The church imposes nothing. Yeah. The church proposes is for you to live the full, yeah. abundant life that Christ wants us totally. to live. Totally. We impose the bike race on them, but we don't impose the faith. Yes. Nice. I like that. Yes. See, that's good. That, yeah, that, that's the ride. way to do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, Brian, let's, let's get back a little bit to some nuts and bolts of the bike race. Uh, is there a theme? Do you guys have a theme for this year? Yes. Um, each side chooses their theme. I can't, uh, UND last year, they think they're so funny. They, last uh -huh. year, their, their theme was herd immunity. You know, they oh. had, yeah, which I thought was funny. That makes more sense to seem like for us, but no, they had like immunity from the herd. I see what you're yeah, saying. They're yeah. so clever, but I don't know what they are this year. They're planning something I'm sure, but mm -hmm. our theme this year, we let the students vote on it. And what they chose, um, was the Newman, like the office, but the oh, Newman. Yeah. I so see. it's got this kind of funny picture that looks like, like the office, but yep. it's two bikes going to a church. It's, I see it. It's the Newman. Yeah. I like it. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Now I'm, I'm curious, do, uh, do Father Cheney and uh, Father Meyer, do they still have their personal, uh, you know, uh, competition going on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they do. They each ride in the race, which I think is amazing. I mean, Father Cheney, you know, he, man, he's getting up there now, getting a little older, a little older, later fifties, but he's still, he's hard to beat. He really, uh, he gets on the bike and he's got a good technique, but I think father Luke, I hate to say it. I do think he beat him last year yeah, yeah, in okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to me, I was talking to father about this father chain. He says, yeah, he says, I was ahead. I was ahead and I must've had my, he must've passed when I had my head down. <laughs> so he's just drafting off your father. I'm just waiting for the end. You know? <laughs> yeah. They just, just took it at the end. Yeah, exactly. Well, now, um, you talked about this a little earlier, but uh, different ways that people can participate. Can anyone participate and how can they participate? Awesome question. Yeah. So if you want to ride, and I recommend you ride for NDSU, um, you can As a little go, parenthetical. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can go to, uh, we have it set up where you go to bisoncatholic.org um, and you can click on, there's a button at the top of the website, bike race. You mm -hmm. click on there, you can 
support a rider, you can register to ride. And again, you can ride from anywhere. If you want to get on your bike and ride around your block like a couple times and log a mile or two, that counts. You can do it from Friday 6. We open it up Friday 6 a.m. to I think it's Saturday 6 p.m. You can ride remotely anywhere. But then the race day, yeah, you can do that. We'll give you a good meal on Friday night and then you uh, come on Saturday morning. We will bus you up to Hillsboro and then we will ride in the race. And um, and then afterward, you know, it's a great meal. Absolutely. So Hillsboro, you guys bike to where? 25 miles, you said? Bike to? Yeah, you bike to, uh, I think it's Caledonia. Uh, you go a little bit north. You got to ride by that sugar beet plant, which yeah. is always just amazing mm-hmm. in the spring morning. And uh, you go get the, right. get the fresh smell of the air. Oh, yeah. yeah. It keeps you alive. You're like, I'm awake. And you, you bike. Uh, we bike out like 12 and a half miles and then we do a flip and we, and then we bike okay, back okay. the other 12 and a half, which is kind of fun. You know, you get to see these riders, you're cheering everybody on. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's, it's very friendly. There's not any heckling. Nobody's mm-hmm. sticking a stick in each other's spokes yet. Uh, so I mean, it's, <laughs> oops, <laughs> yeah, it's going pretty, pretty well. And then, yeah, I mean, so yeah, again, it's, it's a great fundraiser for UND as well. So support yeah. your Newman centers. And I'm guessing it's for anyone of any, I mean, it can be this, the casual bike rider all the way to, are there some people that go in teams and draft? And, and work with each other like that. I mean, everything in between, right? Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, any speed and mm-hmm. it's a bike race and ride is what mm-hmm. we call it. The mm-hmm. bike race and ride. So you can ride leisurely. There's people that bring their kids. Like if they have like a, like a bike that has the attachment or mm-hmm. maybe their kid, like I, I think Nathan Sather last year, who, you know, he, Oh, Siri, he, uh, he brought a bunch of his girls and they, they rode and I was amazed, mm-hmm. you know, and if you can't finish, we have a zoom car that will come pick you up. But you know, I mean, yeah, you can go at any pace. If you are someone that kind of enjoys cycling though, there is kind of a cool Fargo cycling community that tends to show up and mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, some of these older guys, they dominate. It's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. It's awesome. Awesome. And, and what, what, what's the date and the time? And if one of people want more yes. info. The date of the bike race is Saturday, April 30th. Glad it's not this Saturday. Yeah. yeah no, oh man. <laughs> so we're uh, hoping for a little bit warmer. Um, and uh, we're going to be gathering here in Fargo, I think 8 a.m. for, for race day. Uh, we're going to meet up um, over uh, kind of right north of the Newman Center at the uh, Alumni Center parking lot, hopefully uh, for NDSU. And we'll, we'll get everybody loaded up. We'll head up there. UND, probably similar. Get everybody loaded and come down. And then, um, again, yeah, you can uh, go to bisoncatholic.org, click on bike race, and you'll find all the details. Nice. That's great. You've been here how long now at the, the Newman, back at the Newman? I've been back at the Newman Center for seven years in May. That's, that's wonderful. And, and to see this all come to fruition is, it must be a, a quite amazing work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel very, uh, I guess, humbled and blessed mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. Just to, I mean, it, it meant a lot to me and it was awesome to be able to have a part in it. I mean, certainly it's God's work. I've been able to meet with amaz- um, many amazing, generous individuals who are making this happen. So it does feel, you know, we've had almost 3000 people contribute to the Newman mm. Center project. It's, it's been a really community effort of, of a lot of Catholics who wanted this to happen for the students. And so I've, I am very blessed to be a part of that. Yeah, so true. And it's such a great opportunity as, as we continue, of course, with focused missionaries on campus and all that type of thing. It's, it's just a great to see that the momentum, I guess, if you will, building for, for Christ, for the church, for the truth. And mm-hmm. of, as you know, I mean, they're searching, right? These college students are searching. And thank you for helping bring them the truth of Jesus Christ. Oh, thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that's Brian Wilburn again. He's the development director for the NDSU Newman Center. Thanks again so much for coming and sharing that. And we look forward to April 30th, the bike race. Go to Bison Catholic, right? BisonCatholic.com? BisonCatholic.org. Yeah. .org. Thank yeah. you, BisonCatholic.org. Yeah. All right. Thanks, hey, thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate hey, it. You bet. All right. Up next, we have another man who's a great athlete, Father Jason Miller, is going to talk to us about what's coming up a little later this week, the Sacred Triduum. We'll be right back 
after this.